Hello. Hello. And welcome back to the room that we created. We are tired. We're a little tired. We are beat down. We, we are, are washed up to shit. <laughs> we are beat brown. Hit <laughs> that right, Klee. So, um, we are currently in game. We are currently in a game of Zach Gammon. Yes. The other night, we played Zach Gammon. If you don't know what Zach Gammon is, watch the fucking episode. On Zach Gammon. That's our most listened to episode of all time, by the way. Yeah. Because it's... It's a fucking great game. Anyways, it's a great, great episode. game. We invented the game. We played three games. I had a three-peat in the board game. Uh, so the one of the rules of Zach Gammon is that a winner can initiate rematch on hubris, but loser can in no way indulge in the art of persuasion, which is basically if you're like, I want to play another game, the, like the, the winner can initiate it, and loser can be like, yeah, we did that a few times because I really wanted to get to challenges. Yeah. Um. And fourth game, we went to Challenges, the site of my savior in his full glory. Who's the uh, name of the challenge? And it is to watch all the Cleveland show. Whoever finishes the Cleveland show first. Um, Maddie pulled an all-nighter and came out with a 3-1 lead <laughs> uh, early that night. And I saw that, and I said, okay, I got to go 2016 Braun on the Cavs if I'm going to have any shot. 3-1, 2-1, 31-35, don't matter, don't matter. So I've spent uh, more time than I'd like to admit catching up on the watching the fucking Cleveland show, and it's, uh, it's, it's close. The Cleveland show, I don't want to fucking talk about the Cleveland show. It's in my brain, it's too much, but I will just, like... So I pulled an all-nighter watching the fucking Cleveland show the night that... Um, was it the night we played Zach Ammon? Yes, right? it was. Okay, yeah. And the thing is, my partner Molly was asleep in my bed next to me. Also, Maddie got an iPhone. Yeah, That's I got... An, big news. I got an iPhone. I've been carrying the same beat-up, cracked fucking phone since 2016, <laughs> I think. Which Asa then. broke, that phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of the times. It's been broke and then repaired. The first time it got cracked was three days after you got it, and Asa knocked it off the fridge. That's true. In the old house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And I finally finally made the switch to Apple because we have a, you know, Apple, you need to have Apple if you're a musician. And uh, also, it's just a better phone, a superior. And I got the new one. I got the new iPhone. And I've been customizing it. I've been putting different um, icons on my app icons, like yeah, you know, I've making it vaporwave themed for years. And I just never did that. I never customized. Aiden took one look at my home screen and yelled at me in the car. Really? I was driving us to a concert to go see Eric Johnson, mm. and I was like, "Oh, here you go. Can you?" Because my my car's funny. It won't like take anybody else's phone but mine. It's pretty monogamous. And that's good. I, you know, I mean, so not not that not being is bad. It's just yeah, you don't it's see that. For my you car. don't see good that in my car. It's no, this good media for not supported, and so I, you know, we I, it has to be my phone. I give the the passenger princess Aiden the the password right. code, and he goes in and he's like, Zach, what the fuck? And it's he's he's like, I'm like, what? My home screen's pretty organized. Apparently not. Apparently you're supposed to have all your social media in one folder, yeah, and then all your other shit in one folder. And it's right. like I don't have any folders. You know, wait, you don't have a single folder? <laughs> a single folder. Oh, damn. I just have three pages of apps, and I know where they all are. Right. Muscle memory. Right, 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 like, right. Bing, right. bing, 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 bong. And if I don't know where it is, I just search. Well, that's how my room is. Yeah. With, like, shit. So, like, I get it. But, like, I don't know. I like... Well, the thing is, I don't like having it customized as much as I like customizing it. The act of going through and organize. It, that's, it's so that's fun. That's why I'm excited to maybe do it. You've you should. Me. You should. You know, <laughs> um, in case you haven't noticed, we are so browned out from the Cleveland show. Yeah. And not browning out in the sense that you uh, black out and shit your pants. Um, or no, brown browning out is when like you... No, that's what that is. Almost black out. <laughs> no, that's when you shit your pants. You black out and shit your pants. There's a movie. Wait, what about It's Always Sunny, though? And It's Always Sunny is like my brown state. That no, that's what I'm quoting from. He browns out. He goes. He goes. I call it browning out. Or maybe maybe you're right. No, yeah, maybe no, he, it's he, almost blacking it's, it's, out. It's when you when you are not quite Frank, blacked out. Frank thinks that, that browning out shitting. means it's blacking out and shitting your pants. You're right. Right. So right. So I'm Frank. Wait, this this really happened there. But uh, in case you couldn't tell, we are browned out from the Cleveland show, and we are just gonna be kind of straight 
coasting through this episode. I'm going to set the timer, actually. Oh. So, um, I had a pretty interesting experience the other day. So, okay, yeah. If we haven't noticed, we don't have a theme for this episode. We're, we're, there's no plan for this episode. We're just doing a Taj.0 style. Mm-hmm. Which, if you don't know, is a reference to a previous episode of the podcast. Taj.0, not Tosh. Yeah. And uh, the Taj Mahal sits between us in Lego form. So the other day, um, fucking, I'm in Maynardville. I'm working in Maynardville, and uh, <laughs> it looks the same. Yeah, it looks exactly Sorry, the I fucking same. I'll finish same. the story and I'll explain. No, I just realized that the town we live in is quickly becoming uh, gentrified and popular to an absurd degree, and we're in the midst of a horrifying housing crisis. Which and it's all really scary because people are getting kicked out of their houses, and it's like. I remember this town when it was nothing but dirt, and then it took us, like, finally, I was, like, 17, and I was like, oh, we got a Starbucks. Right. We got a little Starbucks, and I was like, fucking finally. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. that's a great, that's a great, um... And I, people are, like, you know, they, they live within eight Starbuckses their whole life. Exactly. No, that's a great way to conceptualize it, is, like, yeah, I remember when it was a big deal, we finally got a Starbucks, and now we're at the point where I'm meeting people from other countries for the first time in, in Maynardville. Which I hadn't experienced my whole growing up here, you know. Like well, you never walk around and meet people like I'm visiting from Japan, I'm visiting from Denmark. I'm that doesn't happen in Maynardville. It happens in you know, yeah, it's like, where a little there? north. Like, I'm from Utah. Yeah, it's always like yeah, but um, now it's like becoming one of those places where it's like no one who is here is from here, you know, like not quite there yet. But anyway, the point is, um. Steve-O. <laughs> <laughs> One of my childhood idol. Um, backing up, me and my my brother, Odoo, I've talked about before, uh, when we were about 14, our two American heroes, where mine was Johnny Knoxville and his was Steve-O. So we would go out and do dumb shit and hurt each other, and I would always man the camera. Not And I always, I, I would hurt myself too. You right. know, I'd do dumb shit too, just like Knoxville. But he was, he's about as crazy as Steve-O. I'm about as crazy as Knoxville. This is what I was talking about in the last episode about bigger, stupider bone. Right, right, And right. I was always, I was always trying to get the angle. Yeah. I was always trying to get the funniest angle. That's good shit. But so this was pretty wild. Yeah, know? yeah. Steve-O, um, I'm, I'm working in, in Mr. Maynard's restaurant and shit like that. And I, uh, you know, I think this is a perfectly fine thing to talk about. I don't think I would get in any trouble talking about it now that it's already came and went and it's passed, mm-hmm. you know. But this is the sort of thing I would get in a lot of trouble for talking about if I knew that something was going to happen in advance. But since it already happened, I think I can. And it's that uh, Maynard and and Steve-O were coming in for a reservation. They were getting married. Yeah, they were. They were. Their their um, reception was at the restaurant I work in. No, but anyway, they were coming in for a reservation. There were like six people, and um, my manager was like, "You're getting the table," and I'm like, oh, "Fuck, you know, I don't want to serve the. You know, it's bad enough serving the owner. Every, anyone who's working in a restaurant knows that, but it's fucking also the owner is Maynard, which is, you know, weird and crazy. But um. It's fucking Steve-O, too. Like, that's what's fucked up. I'm like, oh, my God, because I've seen Maynard now, like, 50 times, so it's not a big deal anymore that he's, like, the guy from Tool. But Steve-O, you know, like, I'm going to fall apart. Like, that's fucking crazy. It's Steve-O. Um, then we get a call, and the reservation is not happening. Maynard and Steve-O are doing something else. They're not, they're not coming in. Then I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm, like, sad because I would love to meet Steve-O, but also relieved, you know? Because it's not like you can go up to him while you're serving and be like, oh, big fan. You know, you'd have to be 100% professional. And then, like, two minutes later, we see Steve-O skateboarding down the strip in Old Town Maynardville. And I'm like, so that there he is, you know? And he, he kind of skates by, and he looks in through the window, and he's just like, and he kind of mouths and gestates something along the lines of, like, sorry, I'm not coming in tonight, but have a good, have a good night. And then he leaves, and it was just really funny. And then people all the rest of the night were coming into the restaurant being like, I saw Steve-O walking out on the strip. Does he live around here? Does he live around here? I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Steve-O? No. Why the fuck would Steve-O be here, you know? But then, uh, just today, they released um, the reason he was in town. He did a podcast I with Mayor. I wonder if Steve-O went to the vending machine, like, you know? It's, enti- it's so possible. Where is he? I wonder where he is, or was, staying. Uh, yeah, I wonder. I don't. He. I. It's, I. He I would, know that he. Maynard was on Steve-O's podcast. Is what was yes, happening. Yes. 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 
So it's possible that like Steve-O stayed wherever Maynard lives. Yeah. You know, because I've heard of that happening before. I've had people come into the restaurant that are like jujitsu guys because Maynard fucking teaches jujitsu as well. Um, and when, when there's a guy coming in who's like a, a new coach or something, like they'll eat at the restaurant and, and they'll tell me, oh, yeah, I'm staying with Maynard, like in his house. Yeah. So Steve probably just slept in the same bed as him, Michael Jackson style. Yeah, who is Michaeli Culkin? Maynard. Yeah. Because he's the smaller one. <laughs> yeah, Maynard's but, very tiny. Uh, yeah, it, that's so weird because the next day I saw like photos of people I know, like with photos of Steve-O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I ran into Steve-O. And I was just like, damn, he really was like him. It's crazy, man. I'm really excited for our town. It's a really beautiful thing, but it's also very scary because it's like, if we don't have social safety nets, regular ass people like you and I are going to become homeless. You know? Like, that's what people don't understand about homelessness is they just have an idea of what a homeless person is in their brain. I'm seeing more homeless people on the streets around here. Oh, yeah. There was a lady down Main Street. I've never seen something like this ever, this public, in in Maynardville before. But this lady stripped her clothes off during my concert, my my gig. I told you about this, right? Mm -hmm. I was driving in, uh, doing a gig in in Old Town. This lady was flashing her tits at everybody. And and me and my brother are driving in the car. I'm like, holy shit. And she's in the middle of the street, like in heavy traffic. I did not hear about this. Yeah, and and I'm I'm pointing at her while I'm driving past. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. And I look in the rearview mirror. She takes her pants off. She's butt naked. And I'm like, that never used to fuck. Like shit like that. Like, I don't know. It wasn't as. It's like that Bill Burr skit where he talks about homelessness was different when he was a kid. You know, you could nowadays you get sitting there eating eggs Benedict. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, holy shit, you know. Um. But but my my point is though about it is like that is an idea of of what a homeless person is, you know. And maybe it's from actual experience, or or maybe it's from you know capitalist brainwashing. But our idea is that homeless people are like you're you're a certain way in your brain. That leads you to be homeless, and you're just that's a homeless person. But homeless people are just people without fucking homes, and it's we're only we are very very few steps away for like from from that manifesting in our town to the point where it's like you know you could be a homeless person, mm-hmm. like you are very lucky that you're not a homeless I live, person. I live just outside of Maynardville, and fucking Duke's a hazard town, right? But yeah, and out here it's just a. It's slowly incre- this where I live in Dukes of Hazardville. That's going to become the wine central because it, the grapes grow better in Dukes of Hazardville slightly than they do in Maynardville. Right, right, right. Um, but oh, I, what I mentioned earlier about the camera looking the same, I like my lights went out in my room. Like I have no working like lights, so that I have this like lamp behind me, but I can't. You know, we can't be backlit because it doesn't look good. So we just have one lamp behind the camera, which we've used before. And that's the only light in this room. We're we're sitting in like a pretty dark room yeah, right we're now. Sitting in a very and dark on room. the camera, it looks nearly the fucking daytime. same. Yeah, it looks like daytime. As it always is. Like I could turn on <clears throat> this LED light and that's like too much. You know? It always looks the goddamn same on the camera, no matter what it looks like to us in the room. <sighs> Shit, man. Maybe that's why, like, the photo booth camera is so bad, because they just found, like, a medium for everything. Mm. That's what I guess they would do. Try to attack, like, a, a mean average of, like, what every lighting scenario is going to look like and just try to make it look visible. That makes sense. Always. That makes sense. All scenarios. Oh, you know, is one thing I wanted to talk about in the local news area is the drag show and the city council right. experience that I had. Which was so fucking depressing. It was so sad, but it was also really scary, and it was also really funny. Um, so there's a drag show coming to Maynardville soon. Uh, a, a drag show that's a family-friendly event. There's no adult content, no sexual content or anything like that, no political content. It's a family-friendly drag show. And, as I said, we at least I, and it, it definitely is not any really better in Maynardville. We live in Dukes of Hazardville. So, as you can fucking assume, 
that's not gonna bold over well with the general public. They're right, a bunch of fucking give it, give it, give it. Yeah, a bunch yeah. of Lester's from the Cleveland show. Uh, yes, exactly. We Go little... look up Lester. But that's the thing is we're, we're on this. Know. Yeah, <laughs> we're on this odd precipice in in our town right now where we have a ton of people coming in from California. We have a lot of new people in the town, but still at its roots is this very, very agrarian, like Republican, you know, town that I'm familiar with from growing up, but it's changing. And so that's the thing is like, it's this very tight tension right now. And, And I didn't realize how fucking real that tension was until I dove into this experience the that I'm about thing, to share. The funny thing about this is, and I've said this before, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I've lived here in Maynardville, and I've lived in the capital city of our state. Right. I've lived in both of those places. One with, like, not that many people, and one with a fucking lot yeah, of Yeah, a people. real city. And while the city is a liberal city, like, the city, the capital of the state is a liberal city. There are more, I, I have met more like transgender and like LGBTQ people in this town than I did in the capital. That's fascinating. Which well, probably because they can't fucking afford to live there, a lot of these people. Maybe. The only thing that they, that there's more of in this, that Maynardville is like all white people, pretty much. Yeah, That's yeah, the it's very homogenous. In the city, it's, it's not like that. Yeah, but I've met more like LGBTQ people here than I did in the city, which I always found so interesting. Like the people, you'd think the city would be more of that, which maybe I just didn't be around the right people. But yeah, know. that is interesting. I've also met more interesting people in. This oh, town. well, that certainly makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um, yeah, it might have just been the scenes you were able to expose yourself to in the city versus here, because like here of interesting people. Like I met interesting people in the city, but right. Like, yeah and far between right 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 that makes sense well yeah no but the town yeah the town is like super homogenous and white but again that's changing too and like pretty fucking fast especially with a lot of the economic growth that's happening a lot of it has to do with fucking maynard you know oddly enough and uh it's not a bad thing you know it's not a bad thing if we can fucking take care of this housing crisis it'll be a great thing but anyway that leads to a lot of cultural tension that is, you know, being pressed on and being, you know, amplified by these horrible fucking racist people that we have in our town, that we still have a lot of in our town. And, um, you know, just homophobic, you know, you know, you know. And, um, but anyway, I was involved with an affordable housing coalition a couple months ago, and I met a lot of, like, really like vigilant activists and like people that were doing a lot more than I was, but I was able to help them a little bit. Um, and there was this wonderful older woman who used to go to a lot of my shows and, uh, yeah, her name is Julie and she's, she's just absolute sweetheart. She's fucking awesome. But anyway, so that's, that's, you know, establishing characters in this story. That's Julie. She's a about, yeah, I don't know how old she is, but she's older than me and super liberal, beautiful, activist in Manderville and uh, a good friend of mine is headlining this show that's a drag show it's on tour throughout Arizona um, and the show is coming to Manderville and fucking like I said it's a family friendly event there have been city council meetings that have had more people than any an unprecedented amount of people and I know I'm I'm very close friends with somebody who's on like that city council. Yeah, she's like practically your aunt. Yeah, who's on city council. Yeah, and like she just has to sit there and listen to these people that Maddie's gonna talk to. Him. It was fucked. So it's like, think about just fucking imagine that if you're listening to this and you and you're from a, a place like New York or California. Matt, you went to speak there. Yeah, I went. I went to the city council, one of the city council meetings regarding the event, um, to speak, and. Because Julie, the old woman, didn't feel... I keep calling her old woman. She's not old. She's like an older person. Um, She fucking didn't feel safe going. Because she got fucking, like, threatened by the Proud Boys. You know? And if, if you're from a place like New York or California, don't fucking, like, never stop fighting. Never stop fighting for justice and making things better and fucking, 
you know, you should never be satisfied, you know? Because it's bad here. But at the same time, don't fucking take that shit for granted because it's worse here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, because just imagine a run-of-the-mill fucking family-friendly drag show, you know, gets an unprecedented amount of people in the history of Maynardville. And it's worse than city council Georgia meeting. and Alabama and Florida than it is here. Because, like, at least... Oh, yeah, yeah. And there legal, are worse places than, we, than I here. mean, the, it's, technically, as of now, we have legal... Like support, support for the most part. Yeah, it's you not know. outlawed to fucking dress as a fucking woman. Yeah, which I was yeah. watching Friday Night Lights the other day, and the football team comes in dressed as the cheerleaders, which right. was a joke. And I'm like, that's illegal now in Texas. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you you don't actually give a shit about that. It's an attack on transgender. Exactly, people. exactly. It's and it's just an attack on what they perceive to be anything queer. When when you really think about it. The yeah. only way to fucking attack drag shows from exactly. a legal place is like, how do you define what a drag show is? Exactly. People dressing as the opposite sex. And which, it's like, in which case, covers exactly. so it's much. It's like, oh, it's fine like, when the football team does it. Yeah, you it's know? fine in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. You know, which is what I said in city council, like in front of city council, but we'll get to that. Anyway, I show up to this fucking event. Or not event, you know, the city council meeting, and uh, there's a couple, there's plenty of things on the agenda, but everyone is just there for the fucking to talk about the drag show. The actual issue on the agenda was whether or not to grant the drag people a liquor license to sell at the at the show. Um, I'm just skipping to the end of that that branch of the story. They did not give them the liquor license because the mayor, you know, believed it was. There was already threats of violence, and he just didn't think having alcohol there would make it any better, which I thought was semi-reasonable. Our mayor is in like vehement support of the drag show, which is really good, and, and we're lucky to have him. But um, I go there, and I walk in the fucking room, right? There are Proud Boys. Which, if you're not familiar, the Proud Boys are basically the, the fucking Tiki Torch people from Charlottesville. Like, those are the Proud Boys. Gavin McInnes founded it. The people it. who it's... stormed the Capitol, the insurrection yeah. of the United States yeah, on some... January 6th. Yeah, a lot of them were Proud terrorist Boys. terrorist organization. Yeah, literal fucking terrorist organization. Like, in the same level of indoctrination and niche right-wing conspiracy bullshit as QAnon. They're, they're in that camp. They're but, there but in they're, actual yeah. uniform at the city council meeting in Maynardville. Yeah. They had these yellow fucking jumpsuits that they were all wearing. And there's like five of them. Oh, but they're dressed like Kill Bill. So, you know, that's... That's clean. I got to admit, it no, was no, clean. No, no, no. That, that's drag. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to admit, it was a clean fit. <laughs> and... uh and, uh, it's so funny that they're so anti-drag and anti-gay, and they're called the fucking Proud Boys. I know, I know. They're such like, fags. I can <laughs> say that. I can say that, dude. The Proud Boys. Like, you take... There's no other goddamn word for them. Like, I was looking at them in the city council meeting, and they're all sitting there, and we're saying the Pledge of Allegiance at the city council, and when it gets to the part, One Nation, under God, they all scream, under God! And with liberty and justice. And I'm like, Fags. Like, these are fucking nerds like absolute fucking narcs these are not oh my god and like none of the, that's the thing you have veterans getting up to speak and and christians getting up to speak and they're all against the drag show but you can tell they're fucking old these proud boys aren't even veterans or anything they're just a bunch of fucking losers like they're all reddit neckbeard guys i didn't realize this until i until we went to the city council and i'm looking at them and i'm like these don't even look like what i would imagine the racist, like, Republican homophobes to look like. They look like sweaty Magic the Gathering players. But they're all in their Proud Boys suits. And they're... When I get up to speak, right, I basically... Well, that's, op- it's Jordan Peterson philosophy. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's one part of that pipeline. So it's like, you don't hear about... It's the pipe. It's the Fight Club pipeline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a sub-genre of the Fight Club pipeline, kind of. If you know, If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about, but... Yeah, it's just it's just internet shit. Like at the like we're we're shifting over to this thing of like it's when a male can't find a mate. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying the hardcore Christians or the vets are any better, but at least the fucking vets like believe in things to from a point of where they've lived life. And they might have a flawed perspective, but they fucking have for the most part paid their dues at least on a bare minimum society way, where it's like the new racist people are even worse cuz they're just fucking they have nothing to offer society. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at these people and they're just they're they're empty shells that 
an ideology and people like Gavin McInnes or Jordan and, Peterson and politicians have filled just up. just paint these blank canvas Exactly, people. exactly. So I'm fucking walking up there, and I'm like, look, you know, and, and I talked a little bit about the, you know, um, I talked about drag history a little bit and the documentary Paris is Burning and, like, drag queens and, and you know, how, like, black trans women have done more for, like, civil rights and and I started on my fucking like Che Guevara shit for like a second and I was talking on some extreme level shit and it was I thought that would freak a lot of people out but it didn't because a lot of them didn't even know what I was talking about so it's like they they didn't even recognize the language you know so it was like whatever and I, and I was preachy for a moment but then I kind of just like like I'm at a minute and a half and I only have three minutes and so I'm just like you know here's the thing do any of you really in your heart of hearts believe that drag in and of itself is a sexual thing? Like you cannot wear a dress if you're a man. Cause if that's the fucking case, what about the shows that we have at the high school where there's not enough boys who join theater and the girls play male characters? No one views that as inappropriate, right? No one views, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire as inappropriate. No one fucking like, you know, and I went on these examples and I was like, Someone just told you what happens at drag shows and you believed them. I have been to them and I am a part of them and I am a queer performer and I'm just telling you, I promise you there's nothing fucking dangerous there. I have been like sexually accosted by people in the church. I've never had that experience with my drag queens. Church and Trump rallies are... Far yeah. more dangerous. Exactly. And I'm saying something along those lines without trying to be too inflammatory because I'm like halfway through my yeah, rhetoric. Reading the room. Yeah. People half, are. Yeah. People are fucking strapped and ready to go. follow you out. Right. Right. People. And halfway through my thing, I, I like halfway through me going on this extreme like rhetoric that, you know, I believe in. I was just like, this isn't going to fucking work. And I thought if I could maybe, maybe reach one of these people. And so I started talking calmly like that. And I was like, look, man. You guys believe that children are being groomed. If I believed that, I would also be very upset. So just sit down and ask yourself, is this a thing that is really happening? What evidence do you have that this is going on? And I started talking and then I realized in me trying to be real with them and genuinely change hearts, I just, I made it way worse because I sounded super, super condescending, you know? But it's like, that's how fucking delusional they are. There's no way to reasonably talk to them without making it sound like you're making fun of them. Because yeah, I'm like, because how even... many children ever have been raped by a drag queen that you can name? And it's like, they don't, the idea is so fucking absurd that, that you can't argue against it without, without involuntarily making it sound like you're making fun of them. You know? Right. So um, it's it yeah, it's, and, and it's I'm, so absurd that no matter how you slice the cake, just talking about it in itself, it's like we were talking about this the other day in a short way. It's like when I don't know exactly if this is a total good. Is this a this is a good tie? But like when you're having a panic attack and you're googling shit and you're not getting any results for the thing you're googling it because no one's ever fucking thought of that exactly. before, and of course that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no matter how you say it, if you talk about it at all, it's so ridiculous that yeah. it sounds condescending. Exactly, exactly. But And so, that's what I was saying. I was like, I was in front of city council, and I was like, look, you guys know this, and you just have to sit here and stomach everyone that's coming up and talking to you, and I just want to say, as a queer performer, it's not a dangerous space. It's just not. And if you do not believe me, if you just simply say, I'm lying, come to the drag show, pull out your fucking phone camera and film the whole thing. I promise you, we have nothing to fucking hide. And that's the point I tried to make in front of city council was that people, queer people in general, but especially drag queens and people in the transgender community, they can't get away with shit. But they're... they're that's their mask. They claim like it's a child safety issue and they know it's not deep down. Oh, of course. They know it's not because it's in religious doc indoctrination. So if you try to go up there and say, listen, this isn't happening, they will simply come up there and refute you 
with what that one kid came up there. He read a Bible verse. Oh, yeah. Why don't we segue into talking about that and how it ties to the witnesses? Yeah, that fucked me the fuck up, dude. There's a 12-year-old kid who walked up there in front of city council and started talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. After everything you said, after everything you said about you are here talking about that we are grooming children, like none of that's happening, like none of this shit. Every point you talked about, they fucking ignored it and went out there and quoted the Bible. Yeah. Because it's not about that. Yeah, for it's them. yeah, it's not it's actually not about actually that. about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. It's like and, and that's the thing, it's like they, they It is ignorance. It's it's pure ignorance and that's the thing. They can't they they've showed their hand. They've showed their hand. And there's no shame in it anymore. That's why Don, like Donald Trump permanently changed our culture because they there's no he showed their shame hand. In it. Yeah, there's no shame in it anymore. They can really go up in front That's of city why council. Called the fucking proud boy. Oh yeah, yeah. And so this 12 year old kid walks up and he starts quoting the Bible and talking about Sodom and Gomorrah, and he barely even talks about drag or queer. He just starts giving a sermon about like we're straying from God as a town and this and that. And he's 12, you know. He gets down. And people just start slapping his back like, yes, good job, buddy. Good job. All, all the people on his side. And I see him like smile to himself. And I just like I looked in the kids. I looked at the kid and I was just like, holy shit, that was me when I was a Jehovah's Witness. That's exactly what it feels like. You go up in front of a room full of people and you Young. spout some shit. You have no idea what you're saying. Like you, that when they made you give the abortion exactly. sermon, if you haven't seen that, there's... Um Go watch Religion and Spirituality Part 1. And there's also a clip of mm-hmm. it. There's a clip. Yeah, but like you're a little kid and you're just you're saying in front of a room full of people a bunch of shit that you do not understand. But when you get down off that stage, everyone is so proud of you. And it's a great fucking feeling. And that's... And yeah. one day, and you just... if It is so rare that we you wake that up accept- from... We seek that acceptance so desperately. Yeah. And most people will never, ever get out of it, and most people will never, ever want to not seek that acceptance because they don't even see the rewards that not seeking it could feel. Exactly. And so well, it's that's just... how so much... That's how the majority of people become indoctrinated. No, when you have this, like, it's Pavlovian like... reward thing about spewing this shit from when you were a little kid... Mm-hmm. It's so rare that you wake up from that. It's so rare that you go, yeah, I know everyone's really proud of me, but aside from that, what is it that I'm saying? And, and what do, that, does it make sense? Like, it's so rare that a kid ever gets of out that, of that. If you finally decide to question it, it's like you've also never been taught that change is good right. most of the time. So you will be too afraid to change yourself entirely. Yeah, exactly. To, to, yeah. to delete yourself, throw your everything you know about yourself crumbles before your eyes. That's the one of the scariest things to do as a human. Mm-hmm. And unless you've studied or been taught or been given some sort of information <sighs> on these sort of, I guess the best word would be Taoist or monk-like or enlightened ideas, right? You will not likely have the strength to do it because your strength comes from the thing that you are gonna have to destroy. Like believing in a lot of people believe in these. Like the way that right wing Christianity believes in God. Right, right. You know, that like that you you obviously like I draw strength from an idea of a God. Yeah, right, right. God. It's but I'm talking specifically about the Christian idea of God here, like a guy who sits in a chair. Right, right. Kind of thing to just judgmental ego. It's a catch twenty two. What I'm saying is you can't find the strength to change yourself if you suddenly start questioning because all your strength up to there has come from the thing that you are questioning. Exactly. It's like, then you will just be pushing yourself away from people you love. You will be lost and it's too terrifying and it's too much. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, that's what really hit me of like, Oh, you want to talk about fucking grooming, you know, it, like and it's, this exactly. kid, like, Oh my God. And it's God. all hypocritical. It's all it's all just a mirror for them to look back into. Exactly. Even in the most ironic, funny ways, like the name Proud Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's a great fucking point. That I mean, as people, we are just mirrors for each other. And it's like Yeah, they even uh, they are mirrors for us. Everything you know, like you to learn. Yeah, what you hate says a lot about you. And what you fear says a lot about you. And um, you know, it's just 
Yeah, they're sick. They're very, very sick and misguided people to to a point where you know they're gonna they're gonna like. Oh my god! And it is sick and misguided because they're hurting people. They're yeah. physically going out and shooting drag bars up. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't tell me that that is that saying that they're sick and misguided is an understatement. Oh no! Yeah, no. And they're like, you can't tell me that that's not accurate. You know. Yeah, you can't fucking like. I I came out of it so disheartened, but you know, I had a friend of mine, John, who was uh, a guy that I make beats for. You know, John. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the king of king of, the king of Maynardville. Whoops. Yeah, yeah, the king of Maynardville. Um, he uh, he was there, and he showed up for maybe ten minutes, and then left. And I saw him the next day because I had a show the next day after this city council situation. And at my show, I talked about it a little bit in front of people. I was like, look, man, this drag show is fucking happening. And a lot of people cheered yeah, because because yeah. people, most people are fine with it. It's just like, of course, the only people who are going to show up to a city council meeting are fucking insane. You know, like, of course, because who goes to those, <laughs> you know? But it's like, so it wasn't a good representation of our town. But at the same time, it was enlightening to see that that type of parasitic that those parasites do exist in your town. You know, these, these, these you demons. Be careful. Yeah. When you walk into your car. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, anyway, I, I had a pretty good crowd at my show the next day and I talked about it and people cheered and they were like, yeah, fuck yeah. You know, we're not going to give up. And John, my friend came up to me after the show and he was just like, man, he said like the city council and the people there who are even in support, they don't realize how, few steps back it is from this you know to the 50s to the exactly that's what he said because john john is black and he was and he was talking about that he's like i don't think the city he's like the city council is on our side two or three big decisions and we're worse not even big it's like yeah th- that's what he no, was I'm saying. saying it's like two big decisions and we're back to voting rights oh yeah yeah exactly so so that's what he was saying he's like i don't think i don't think anyone realizes how few steps forward this proud boy rhetoric is to just black people we think we're you on know like ground. we are walking on the edge of a knife exactly exactly and that's what he was saying and so and he had a really hopeful outlook he was like look you know if it, these people and their thoughts can only end in disaster and you know either we we get rid of them before it gets that bad and we change hearts and minds before it gets that bad or we fall into fucking disaster and their way of life doesn't work. It doesn't fucking work. So they, they'll have their day in the sun and it's, it's gonna like, they can't win to, to put into perspective how troubled this country truly is. It hides behind this mask of nationalism and so I'll use Paris as an example because you talked about burning down Paris earlier. But people in America work to live. People or p- people in America live to work. Right. You know, we, we I, I mixed it up. We live to work. We are alive and that's what we do. In France, they work so that they can live. Work is like something that they fucking hate and they go and they live their life and have fun after the fact. It does not consume them at all. Right. The guy So France basically just raised uh the retirement age for social security by like a couple years and it's still lower than it is in the United States by the way, which by the time we get to that age inflation is going to have destroyed it <laughs> and it will be worth pennies. Right, on the right, right. So that's great to start off with. But in France right now, just because they raised the retirement age by a few years, it, the city's burning to the ground. They're rioting in the streets. They're burning trash because they raised the retirement age. Why didn't we do that in America when they banned abortion again? It's like if they banned abortion in France, France would be underwater. And France is like... <laughs> Not surrounded by land. Surround, France is landlocked. It would seep into the water that they just discovered underneath the crust of the earth. It would like if they had done that in. They, they are burning the city to the ground over retirement age. That's something, amazing. Something that in America we would be like that's child's play. 
And if you go on TikTok right now and you search France, you see all these videos of France being burned to the ground. And if you go on Instagram owned by Facebook and you search France, you don't see a single video of it. And that is why, why they're, they're coming after TikTok. TikTok. Oh my fuck. We're fucked. That's why they're trying to ban TikTok. Because if you go on TikTok right now and you search congressmen, like any of these congressmen, you're going to get a lot of information on the fucking, these crooks, the fucking scams they've done, how they have bought stock in Facebook prior to this hearing. You're going to read all of that on TikTok. You go on Instagram, it's going to be nothing but fucking sunshine and rainbow photos of people getting fucking drinks and going clubbing and look how lovely the world is. And that's why they're terrified of TikTok because... They can't control it. That's why the left and right are finally together on an issue in Congress, because it's not a media that they are lobbying, that they are lobbied by in return as well, that they can control. The left and right both can control CNN, Fox News, all these news outlets and control every single thing we see. There's school shootings every day that we don't see on the news, that we see on TikTok. That's why they want us to ban it, because when America is upset about its government, we do things like rise up against the government, which they don't want. They don't want us to know that what they're right. fucking doing behind these closed doors. And TikTok allows us to peek in through the cracks of the door. Yeah, because it's a fucking it's from a different country. Exactly. And that's the thing is they're so fucking afraid. Well, there's such a meme that is so well entrenched in Americans, even leftist Americans, that America is I know it sounds cheesy, but like the idea that America is number one is so they, deep ingrained in us. They want us to think that our Amer- America is like America is the baseline. That, they want us to think that we're thriving, so that we don't want to change anything and we don't do anything. Well, no, but even beyond that, like e- the idea that America is number one has been so entrenched yeah, in Western culture, not. like like that America is default. When it's like mm-hmm. we don't even realize that there are other developed nations who look at us like we're in fucking ashes, like we're in poverty. You know, like I, I met a couple from the Netherlands at one of my shows and, you know, then they were in um, northern Maynardville, like up, you know, the main up Maynardville north that gets snow place. And um, they were like, yeah, we were and I'm talking. They're like, yeah, I loved your set. And we're, we're having like I was talking to them for like 30 minutes at this point. You know, we were sitting down drinking. And they were like, yeah, we, we came in from the Netherlands. I don't know. How, I can't remember what the Netherlands accent is. That was is. a Jamaican accent. Yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> they're like, what, what does the Netherlands sound like? They, they had the Netherlands accent. And they're like, oh, you know. Just talk normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. But um, they're like, we saw a homeless person. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, yes. Like, there's, there, we saw a homeless person on the street. And they're like... Oh no! <laughs> like we're fucked. When because to them they were like, where do they go? And it was like, what do you? They, they don't go yeah. anywhere. They're homeless. And they're like, yeah, but I was like, you guys don't have homeless people. And like, yeah, but they go into like hostels and they go into where the homeless shelters where they sleep at night. They don't. They're not just out. Like, what if they die? And I'm like, they die here. They just die here. And I was like, I, I had this conversation with them, and was like, "Oh my god!" On the uh, like on the world stage, we're fucking failing. Yeah, it, are these social media platforms like TikTok that they're going after? They show us that things are not good, and that they show us the things that are going wrong. Yeah, but even worse to the American yeah. system, they show us that things are better in other places. And that's exactly what they don't want. That's <clears throat> no, the left and right will never show that on the media. And here's the thing. There's this whole debate about like raising fucking taxes and you look at the tax bracket and it's like these countries that we're constantly comparing ourselves to that are better. The Netherlands, like Denmark, you know, Sweden, places that are like thriving and the people are happy and the poverty rate's low and there's like universal health care. All these places. The One of the most common arguments is like, yeah, but look at how much they're paying in taxes. We as Americans, these old fucking boomers who will never understand what I'm about to say, probably ever. They're like, they're paying 66% taxes. Can you fucking believe that? Like, and people get pissed about what we pay in America, which is, let's just say it's fucking not that high at all. It's like six, seven times what we pay in America, five or six times. And they get all in tizzy and it's like, 
oh, if we pay 66% fucking taxes, like, we'd all be bankrupt and the economy would go up in flames. It's like, yeah, no shit, because in America it works different. There's interviews. If you go to these countries mm. and you interview the people on the street, there's literal video interviews of people. They go, you know, how do you feel about paying 66% taxes? And they go, oh, I love it. I love paying my taxes. I love paying my taxes so much. And it's like, okay, why do they love paying their taxes? And you look into it and you realize, oh, they pay their taxes. And then the American or not the American, their government directly correlates with the insurance companies and they get insurance. They actually get the services that they're paying for right. with their taxes. It's like Americans pay 8% tax. Not 66%. Let's say, I don't know what Americans pay in tax, actually. But, like, on the average. Right, right, right. But it, like, let's just use that figure. But they fucking, we pay these taxes, and then we pay out of pocket for insurance, and we pay out <laughs> of pocket for Medicare, and we pay out of pocket for healthcare, and it's like, these people, all that's covered in their taxes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the reason that works is because... People don't understand how little you would this, take to fucking live. The, if you they didn't use have these middlemen. They use the insurance companies use middlemen with the government. Right. And then we have to pay these out of pocket people. Horrifying. Yeah. Well, the thing about it too is like the the reason I am like a hardcore like extreme leftist, you know, to the point of like communism, is this, you know, because like yeah, you can. There is a great John Stewart thing about this uh, tax situation that i'm talking about by the way he explains it much much better than i do he understands it much much better than i do oh yeah no i mean we're not fucking like scholars here but like um we're emotional scholars yeah right i get upset and like what i'm about to say is probably not a hundred percent scholarly or right. educated but I the reason the numbers off the top of my head like, yeah prepared to... you're on the internet right now you can look it up yeah <laughs> I, I haven't prepared prepared this yeah. i wouldn't come into congress with what I'm giving you yeah, right, we're now, shit right now, right now, we're drinking Lacroix. Like, like we're just but, talking. But, but the reason I will, enjoy paying their taxes for a reason. Yeah, the the reason mm -hmm. I am it, I'm a leftist and in the economic sense to the nth degree is because you can either be controlled by your government or you can be controlled by corporations. It, sorry, I'm gonna say one more thing on this, but like. That's why the boomers don't understand it because they go, oh, oh, they they don't see that they're enjoying paying their taxes and that it's working for them and it's actually probably saving them money. All they see is oh, higher taxes. We don't want higher taxes, and it's go, and it's like yeah, but that would fix the system. And but they've already been indoctrinated to think that yeah. the system is perfect. And they're all gonna fucking die soon, so they have no more. It's like we paid higher taxes, but we fixed the system. It's like, oh, higher taxes. Also, the system's perfect already. Exactly. It's like, so they will never exactly. understand. Yeah, they think they think if you're suffering, you deserve it. And and yeah. that's the thing is like, I know that they're not. I know that a lot of these people aren't coming from that place in their heart. But you have to call it like it is. If you follow that fucking political philosophy to the end of its presupposition, it comes to the point where. Well, in America, if you deserve it, you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And every, all those homeless people fucking deserve to be like that. That is the guiding philosophy of fucking capitalism. That that is what the guiding philosophy is. And that's the thing. Is like, and okay, when do you I want to be buy a house in the 1970s for your wife and your three kids for $65,000 in a mid-level upper mid middle-class suburban neighborhood? That house is now millions of dollars and wages have gone up not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's like, well, that's the thing is like leftists are 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 terrified of giant corporations fucking controlling us and convincing us to you know like suck on the hand that feeds and just like uh, completely worship the thing that's oppressing like us. Like the Cheetos, you know. Stuff. Yeah, Biden's that's what fucking fingers. Yeah, that's what fucking the corporations want. You know, that's the propaganda. And then the Republicans are terrified of that happening, but with the government, not the corporations. And that's a reasonable fear. But the thing is, if government's going to exist at all, which you can totally argue that it shouldn't, and we should live in a fucking like anarcho-communist situation with fucking farming yeah. and shit, that'd be dope. I don't but, know if I believe in that. But if, if it, if it is to exist at all, if it is to exist at all, it needs to exist fucking to serve the people and not just to bare bones protect human life. It's like if you have this fucking giant fat pig institution called government, 
Why aren't we all sucking off of its tit all the time? Like it's there for us. It because should be it's there not for actually us. there for us. You know, I, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Our taxes aren't actually paying for our insurance. They're not actually going yeah. to what we think. If we were paying 66% taxes, taxes would be the same as paying 8% taxes with the fucking paying out yeah. of pocket for all this other shit. It's the greatest scam in history. Yeah, no, it's genius. It's it's a uh, yeah, we are uh and I think like it's the famous there's uh, there's a fucking Joe Rogan line that it's like if the founding fa- these people quote the fucking founding fathers in the original United States Constitution and the 13 amendments so goddamn much the right yeah. to bear arms like you think these people have AK47s when they wrote that dude you think they fucking they would come back now and <laughs> they'd be like here's the constitution like we they'd be like you guys didn't write any new shit yeah 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 like, that's wh- what you didn't write any new shit. And they would also just be fucking like they would. They would probably see the, how, how much the corporations have a stranglehold on us because of the advent of like social media and technology. That they would be so disgusted that we are again under this. There's no fucking difference. Tyrannical rule. Tyrannical rule. There's no difference of whether that tyrannical rule is corporate or or government. It doesn't matter. It's fu- yeah. You know, it's it's fucking stupid. And the and, only difference is that we technically have power. To undo it, technically. But it's like, it takes burning trash in the streets. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. And and that's something Americans, I don't think, will ever do. If it's do. a true, like, monarchy, then we... I don't know, I think, yeah, I legally, think... And that, that's why I'm, like, pro-gun, too, because I because I believe in... You know, I'm, I, that's kind of my only... I mean, the entire categorization of beliefs into right and left is flawed in America because they have motives, and, you know, to categorize certain things as left and right... Even though the Democratic Party is a right-wing party, um, the the that being said, under the flawed framework of what beliefs are considered left or right, the my love and of guns is my only right-leaning belief. It's like oh, it's not even a right-leaning belief. Well, that, that's I, what I'm we're saying. all pro-gun. We just want gun. Like regulation, right? The, and but the the only reason I am pro-gun is because I don't like the idea. That the only people in the country, if I were anti-gun, that would have guns are cops. I was entirely anti-gun until I got shot at. Yeah. Which I, you know, I understood then the Republican philosophy for a brief (laughs) moment. (laughs) I was like, oh shit, I need a gun. I don't have a gun. And I was like, fuck, I get it. I don't really think I need an assault rifle right now, you know. Right. Any any good gun will get the fucking job done. It'll kill. Mm. You know? Yeah, but if you, like, that's the thing is, like, in a situation where we need radical change, like in Paris, are we not going to need guns? Probably going to need guns. I'm not saying that we need to do this. I am saying that that would be horrible if we did that. And don't. In the hypothetical world where that would be a good thing, which it's not, you'd need a gun. I'm, so hypothetically, if you were for that, you should also be pro-gun. It's exactly what I was going to mm-hmm. say. But um, I love our government. And I love the corporations. I agree. I just love everything in America. I think and Exxon, this is all just postulating. I think Exxon Mobil is... Um, it's always just good to talk about because it's good for them. It's just an exercise. All, everything we've said is just a fucking brain exercise, a thought experiment. We truly do love America. We would never commit any acts of even vandalism. Yeah. Or petty theft. Never. I am a proud boy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you're a proud woman now. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what's so funny is like if you talk about like any extreme leftist shit, you're like, oh shit. Fine, right. well, I why? agree. I'm still I'm still trying to um, make it as a musician. So just letting all the corporations know that, that I'll play ball. <laughs> <laughs>
but that, that's what's so fucked is like people I'll like play ball. people like Gavin Zach McInnes do have ball. a platform and like people like the Proud Boy people they do have a platform they don't have to worry about getting fucked legally if they keep talking the shit they talk but if we start talking about they're setting Paris on fire that don't look like a terrible idea we have to preface ourselves because we might get fucking the FBI could be outside right now you know yeah they crack the fuck down on those type now, of thoughts see now I've watched so much Cleveland show you said the FBI could be outside right now and I and I did a cutaway in my head <laughs> to, to outside the house with a bit with two FBI agents like a family guy style like comedic cutaway by the way the live the Cleveland live episode that's always been one of my favorite episodes oh yeah it's really funny because he's like running back and forth between the sets it reminded me of the it reminded me of the family feud episode of it's always sunny a little bit yeah just in the absurdity it was yeah that was pretty good the the bit in the in the cutaway to the two fbi agents are like them watching the room that we created videos and being like are these really the ones we gotta worry about (laughs) like judging (laughs) us you know where the fuck are we (laughs) yeah this place has like three thousand people tops (laughs) yeah that's so funny. It's like, why are we worried about these two? They're surrounded by Confederate flags. We should be here to protect them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. My, yeah, my, no, neighbors the Proud Boys. Took, my neighbors finally all took down their Trump 20, 2020 flags. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, it took them a minute. But, you know, grief is uh, at your own pace, I guess. <laughs> and it's flooding here. It's flooding so bad. Oh, dude! One of the guys at the city council meeting said that because of the flooding, it like we're experiencing biblical, like, uh, vitriolic vengeance from God. That's why there's flooding here because of the drag show. <laughs> <laughs> dude, the streets are flooding because everybody's fucking pussies getting so wet from the drag show. Exactly. Dude. That's why it's no, bad. no, no. It's family friendly. It's family friendly. No pussies will be getting wet. <laughs> Can't give them any fodder. Can they give him so anything to work with? That, no, no, I think it's, no, it's funny. Yeah, because my pussy's wet. Dude, my pussy's fucking popping, and not even in a sexual way, unless you wanted to. My kitty's so good is dripping on wood mm-hmm. right now for this drag show. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. And it's I think I happen. actually, I know I'm done. Um, let's let's go off the record here for a minute. We're gonna make a brief cut. We're back. We were discussing um, uh, creative plans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Creative plans, but um, not not for my own uh art, not in like a burning trash creative way. No. Oh yeah. Oh my god. The context of like, like we're talking about shit. Like, Hold on. Wait. I got an idea. Cut away. <laughs> <laughs> we were just discussing our creative plans. <laughs> god damn it. We're so not dangerous. We're, <laughs> we're so not dangerous. We're That's so what, not. We're so not menaces to society. It's not fucking fair, though. It's not fucking fair because the people on the other side say the most outlandish, extreme shit, and they actually have guns, you know? We don't have shit. We have anemia. (laughs) Like, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I have have PTSD and a panic disorder, dude. (laughs) Dude, I get fucking... Oh, God. When I oh. hold a gun, I turn into Cletus. I have an alter ego, dude. I'm like Batman. <laughs> Autistic people don't. We have we have alter egos. Yeah, we need to get. Uh, we need to get. This is this is off the record, off the book, or you could censor it. But we need to. We need to start <laughs> lifting. We need to just get our shit on track. Cause well, uh, I would be lifting. I start getting in the habit of lifting, and then I get a fucking. Injury because my body sucks because I'm autistic probably I don't know I haven't gotten blood work enough to look into it <laughs> but it's probably got something to do with that in some way because I've done research and I know that the two can be related and I've also you know and then and then I start having panic attacks because of that and then all of a sudden it's been two weeks and it's like God damn it I was going to the gym every single day for months right, right. and now I'm out and I'm gone because it's fucking disorder that I can't get any medication for because I don't have health. God damn it! So this, I did. I can't believe the episode like formed into a cohesive theme. I can't get to the gym because I have this thing because I can't get Lexapro because I freaking because because they're burning trash and I'm the trash man. There was a guy at city council who got up there and he was like. (laughs) 
How much Riz? <laughs> some of the, some of the people that were in uh, against the drag show like literally sounded like schizophrenic. Like they were saying shit that made no goddamn sense. I think I told you this before, but I'm just saying for the podcast. One guy came up there and he was like, "I worked search and rescue for 30 years," and you just see a bunch of Christians nodding. I'm like. Okay. He goes, I pulled chunks of human viscera underneath airplanes and, and cars and had to fucking scrape babies' bodies out of car seats. <laughs> he just starts going on with shit like that. I'm like, oh, God. And it has no bearing on what we're talking about. And then he just goes, so I, I've seen darkness. And I tell you, you know, if we let darkness into our town somehow You're makes it about drag, drag somehow makes it our fault <laughs> that he had to scrape babies out of cars and if they, they, see, this, and if they see this episode they're gonna be like these guys they're gonna make a whole QAnon conspiracy about how we are actually the like heads of Cottonwood yeah. and the devil and we are actually the devil because this looks like a boob and we, we like you stroke it and that's like you know what I'm saying like the when devil's like, like no need to be a cons- no need to conspire the symbolism and like this like the Illuminati's and like hidden shit like this is a fucking exactly. hidden Illuminati. I'm gonna make it real easy for you. The room that you create that we created, uh, we is do exactly that. Is, it is that we worship Satan, we eat babies' adrenal glands, we are making you gay, um, and we are winning. And there's no need to conspire. We are out and. Uh, Everything you, everything you feared is real and valid, and I am it. Clip. And <laughs> <laughs> podcast. No, but yeah, no, but this fucking guy, this fucking guy, he just, yeah, he went on about this just horrible shit he saw working search and rescue, and I'm like, listen to him, and I, like, a minute into him talking, I forgot what we were all here for, and I'm like, that's terrible, I'm sorry. And then he was just somehow made it about, I can't even remember how he brought it around, but somehow... He was just like, yeah, we don't want to end up like L.A. I'm like, bro, I'm... He literally, like, imagine Ryan Gosling from Drive getting up there. He's like, I fucking smashed this guy's head in an elevator. Trust me, you don't want to end up like L.A. We don't want Vanderbilt to turn into L.A. I've seen some shit, man. He's not even talking about, like, drag anymore. It was crazy. And this poor fucking mayor and, and the, the city council... They're just sitting there, look, and it's a mostly liberal. You just sit in their baby chairs and get spoon fed. Yeah, spoon fed shit. Just spoon fed actual human poo poo. These baby, yeah. Oh my god. They yeah. sit in these fucking high chairs. When I got up to talk, I saw despair in the mayor's eyes. I looked in his eyes. And I just saw like weakness, like because, not not of his <laughs> character, well, because, but because me, he had been so drained after listening to me, these psychos. Let me key you in. You went one time. They do this every week, and exact, they have been for, yeah. for months. And my basically aunt, and they're not allowed to say anything. Right. It's an open floor. It's not a debate. They just have to sit there and listen and let people talk. And at the end of it, the mayor just goes, it's happening. Yeah, literally. That's how it went. At the end of the thing, he was just like, okay, well, we're not giving him a liquor license because it's dangerous enough, but uh, fuck you. We're still doing the drag show. And, and he just has to stomach it. And there's more city council meetings leading up to the show. He's got to just... But, you know, oh, my God, I don't want to sound like too much of a bootlicker, but I am very, very, very grateful well, of our mayor. Now that now that um, there's been a school shooting with a... A trans person, or let's just say any woman or trans person, or just a not man. Yeah, not male white teenager. Holding the gun. Um, they'll probably do some sort of gun regis- legislation because they'd rather um, do that finally than uh, make a system that empowers women. Right. And trans people. Well, yeah, that's the thing too. It's like that. That's that's what you know. The whole heart of tying it back to what they're talking about of like drag queens grooming like, kids. You can either ban like, guns. It's like now that a woman decided, everybody's like, yeah, oh, the we Bojack take guns away from women. I didn't. I, didn't, I mean, I, I believe in the Second Amendment, but I didn't know I had anything to do with women owning guns. Right, and then right. it's like, okay, the no, Bojack you can't Horseman do that. Thing, yeah. You take guns away from everybody. It's like, well, we don't want that. It's like, well. Then you can make make a system that empowers and supports women and trans people, and then it's like next day headline like guns banned in America. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. It's like you know, but like the idea of <laughs> of. Oh my god! There's a pin that hangs here that says "I love Maynardville," and 
Oh, that's that's cute. Uh, but there's a pin that hangs here every episode that says I love Maynardville, and I just looked at it. It just caught just, your it, eye. It, it really got me. Jesus Christ. Because it's Yeah, no, the the shooting thing, I've been I've been, you know, I'm embarrassed to admit I have been avoiding news about it because of my mental health. Like just because I can't really deal with it. You know, like I it's not something I need to pick up right now there were as two my other struggle. There like were I don't two, need to fucking do there that. There were two other shootings that happened in the same day. Right. There's a reason why that one's getting covered. Of course, yeah. Well, because that's the thing is like, you know, God forbid if a drag queen ever did something inappropriate to a child, it would be over for drag queens for the until further notice. But uh, we're not doing the same things to white male teenagers, even though statistically they are very, very dangerous. And, TikTok, and we're not doing it to pastors. We're not doing it to coaches. Even though these people, again, statistically, who fucking diddles kids more? Drag queens or youth pastors and coaches? And who's more likely to shoot up a fucking school? A white American teenager. Male. You know? But no one would dare say that those people, coaches or white male teenagers, are on mass dangerous. But they're just so confident in saying that, like, yeah, drag queens are groomers. You know, and if they were, it would have been over so long ago because they live under a microscope. Exactly, exactly. We can't get away with shit. It's like, but okay. Well, this has been a really fucking depressing episode. <clears throat> yeah, and afterwards, I just, I got a, I got a long night. Yeah, this is gonna be. This is a real fucking surreal uh, situation, and and. Uh, way we deal with our life to be in this um thing where i just drive from work to the outskirts of Maynardville to dukes of hazardville where you live sit down talk to you about politics for an hour and then drive home and watch the cleveland show for two (laughs) fucking hours can i make a map yeah yeah we should make a map map of maynardville like a full detailed map with and the it, fucked names of everything it's just like, the fibonacci spiral yeah yeah the vending and machines the, so, in the middle yeah of that's maynardville and then we like outside of the fibonacci spiral we make the other towns and stuff yeah that's smart that's smart yeah okay well we love you guys and in in short um uh we love the government and yeah we love big corporations um yeah, we love the government. We love big corporations. We we also worship Satan and uh, Zach Montana will play ball. <laughs> so I guess in, in seriousness, don't give up. Just don't give up. If you have to take a break from hearing about this shit, don't feel bad about taking a break from hearing about this shit. You know, fight when you can, and when you do fight, fight hard. The, the lighting in this room is making it feel like we're in an underground basement during the like. Like the fucking tyrannical, <laughs> like fascist, like war going on up above, uh, up above, and we're like a small, like we're like the fireflies, <laughs> like giving out radio <laughs> broadcast right now. Oh my god, it is true though. It is true though. It, it just, just don't, don't fucking give up, and and don't hold yourself when to lower standards. In the darkness, search for the light. <laughs> when in the darkness, search for the light. We love you guys. Thank you for listening to um the country that we are. Failing to create. (laughs) Bye.